remember, some of you will have to think back further than others, do you remember lunch on the first day of middle school? You probably went through the line, you got your tray, you let the lunch ladies fill it with that mystery meat and fruit cocktail and some mushy vegetables, right? And then you grabbed your pint of milk that you couldn't quite get open and always got, anyway. Then you turn and it came one of the, uh, the scariest moments of your young life. Turned, hold your, holding your tray and you're facing the massive room with hundreds of kids and loads of tables and you're looking for a place to sit. Actually, you, you weren't looking for a place as much as you were looking for a face, right? Uh, I mean, just one familiar face would make all the difference. It's, it's no problem if you're going through the line with your friends, you just go wherever they go. But if you're not with anyone, then you can find yourself in a huge crowd of people and still be all alone. Hopefully, uh, you experienced that moment when you recognized a friendly face in the crowd and all your anxiety melted away and you finally had a place to go. You belonged somewhere. You were with someone. I I guess if you were homeschooled, you didn't have that experience. Um, You'd probably a familiar face, your mom across the table, right? But, But I think all of us, at some point, we have experienced the comfort and joy that comes from being with someone. As we walk through this, uh, this Advent season, we've been acknowledging that, uh, that we're weary, uh, especially in this crazy year with all the challenges and problems and crises and, and confusion. I mean, it's, uh, it's gotten old. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'm the only one, uh, but it, it gets, I mean, some days are better than others, but I, you know, I just get tired, right? It's just, it's, it's, I, I think that's a, a good way to describe it. It's, it's a weary time. It's a weary world. Now, it's not necessarily the first time. This isn't the first time that the world has been weary. It's actually pretty common that, uh, that, that, that people, that the world, that uh, situations in life, that, that, that we'd be tired and stressed and depressed about the trouble and problems and pain in life, whether there's a global camp pandemic or not. And so like uh, the song, O Holy Night, tells us, Christmas is a time when the weary world rejoices. Why? Well, because Jesus has come, and and his coming uh, brings many things to our weariness. On the first Sunday of Advent, we we heard about the the hope that comes because of Jesus. Uh, Hope breathes new life and energy uh, into uh, uh, places that that are weary. Last week we were reminded of the, the, the peace that we can have no matter what's going on around us. Peace comes from that confidence that God is still at work. And today I'd like us to recognize that, that, that sometimes when we're, when we're tired and weary and stressed out and depressed and frustrated and confused and anxious and overwhelmed, being with someone makes all the difference and ushers in joy. Many theologians have, uh, have, have been asked and at times have, have attempted to summarize the message of the Bible. Uh, what, it, what is the Bible all about? Uh, I think many theologians would agree that it could, could be described in just four words, uh, human life with God. From beginning to end, whether it's the historical books of the Old Testament to the, the poetry of the Psalms to the, the prophecies to the stories of Jesus to the letters of the apostles to the apocalyptic literature of the Revelation, it all talks about God interacting with humanity, right? Human life with God. 
we were created to live life with God. It all started clear back in the beginning. Uh, Yeah, I mean, let's start at the very beginning. That's a very good place to start, right? Um, God created Adam and Eve in the the Garden of Eden. He gave them free reign to live an amazing life. There's just one thing that they had to avoid, the fruit from from that one tree, right? And, And you know the story. They were tempted. They didn't resist. They disobeyed. They ate the forbidden fruit. They sinned against God. And immediately, Adam and Eve sensed that something was now off in their life with God. Maybe, maybe they weren't necessarily with him anymore. So, so, so after they sinned, Adam and Eve heard the sound of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, uh, looking for them. And, and you get the impression that they'd done that a lot. They'd walked with God in the garden in the cool of the day. Now, usually when you walk with someone, it's not necessarily about the walk as much as it's about being with them, right? Rebecca and I have always enjoyed walking together. It's not just for exercise. Usually there's not even a destination. Uh, We usually end up right back where we started. Funny thing, right? We take a walk and you always end end up back at home. Well, uh, we enjoy each other's company, right? We catch up. We we get on the same page with everything that's going on. We tell about our day, things that excite us, things that worry us, things that frustrate us. Well, what do we do about this? What do we do about that? Uh, Sometimes, maybe I'm telling stories out of school here, sometimes we hold hands. It's about being with each other, right? So that's the picture as we uh, think about uh, God and humanity walking, talking, being with each other in the garden in the cool of the day. But now their sin and Adam and Eve are hiding. They were ashamed. They didn't want to be with God because they weren't sure that God would want to be with them. Genesis 3 tells all about punishments and separation between God and Adam and Eve. And the rest of scripture, the rest of history shows that God's uh, God's continued attempts to restore this with God life. There's a guy named Enoch several generations after Adam and Eve. And and it says right there in the the, uh, description as they're talking, they said Enoch, he walked with God. Uh, and, And... funny thing Enoch actually didn't die he and then he was no more God just took him uh because they were so close God and Enoch Uh, a couple generations later Noah uh is described as being righteous and blameless and it says and he walked with God Abraham uh God personally called to him and and spoke with him and and led him and and he's referred to in scripture as the friend of God Isaac, Genesis 26, God says, do not be afraid, Isaac, I am with you. Uh, Isaac's son, Jacob, he wrestled with God, and, and at Bethel, he, he, uh, he said, surely God is in this place. One of Jacob's sons, Joseph, uh, it says over and over again in, in, in Joseph's story, as he dealt with one trial after another after another, it says, but God, the Lord was with Joseph. Fast forward ahead a few generations and we've got Moses and the Israelites and, and uh, they'd been in, enslaved in, in, uh, in Egypt and then God uh, led, them, uh, led them out into the wilderness and, and eventually to the promised land and, and in the process of that God gave them the law, the Ten Commandments, initiating a covenant with humanity. And as they went through the wilderness it says that God was with them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. All they had to do was look up and they saw that God was with them they 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 built a tabernacle and and Moses would meet with God there as as his presence filled the place 
Moses' protege, Joshua, when he took, uh, took over after Moses died, God specifically told him several times, be strong and courageous. Why? The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Well, we could go on and on. There were uh, scriptures filled with stories of the judges where God called them to, to, to do great things for them. There's uh, the priests. There's, uh, there's uh, the, the, the kings. We got King David and, and Solomon and, and uh, then all the, all the kings, uh, many of whom followed God, some of who didn't. But uh, God was with them attempting to, to lead them. There were the prophets and, and uh, talking about all the things that the people needed to do. And, and uh, that, that takes us through the Old Testament. And then there are 400 years of silence with nothing but prophecies and promises to cling to. Until, as John tells us in the first chapter of his gospel, that Jesus, the Son of God, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Or as the angel told Joseph, quoting a prophecy from Isaiah, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is with us. Us. A remarkable, incredible, amazing, miraculous, life-changing fact. The actual physical son of God, born as a baby, now with humanity. He became flesh and made his dwelling among us. God's presence with us makes all the difference in this weary world. And so, centuries after that missed walk in the garden with his beloved creation, God himself became like his creation. He became one of us to be with us so he could lead us back to him. I think someone needs to hear that today. Maybe in this room, maybe online, maybe you're logging in weeks from now, I don't know. But someone needs to hear God is with you. Right smack dab in the middle of your weary world, God is with you. I mean, there's so much, so much wrapped up in that and what that means and, and what that entails. I mean, think back to that middle school cafeteria. Having someone with you uh, makes all the difference and, and changes an anxious, painful experience into one of joy. Maybe the experience doesn't change, but the fact that you're with someone changes everything about it. Being with someone... Uh, means a lot of things, really. Uh, one big thing, maybe it goes without saying, but, but it means you're not alone. I mean, there's a huge difference between alone and being with one person, right? Uh, uh, it, there's a huge difference. One thing that's been hard through this, uh, through this season of, of uh, this pandemic is, has been the isolation. And, and many times I've, I've heard stories or, or talked with, with folks who have, who have gone through this, and the big thing is just being alone. Now, I know some of you introverts have enjoyed it more than I think you probably should because you don't like people. And I get that. I understand that. I, it's okay. But uh, I'm just kidding. You, you like people. Uh, you just don't like to be with people. No, okay. Anyway, introvert or not, we have, we have all been made for relationships. And this has been a time when, uh, when we, we've been, there's been more loneliness and isolation. Being with someone means that we are not alone. 
Another thing that it means is, is that we have companionship, that, uh, that, that we enjoy being together. With a, there's that joy that comes from, from being together. Uh, being with someone also uh, means that there's an element of, of care and concern for each other. I'm not only with you, but, but I, I hear you, and I'm listening to you, and I care for you, and I, I want what's best for you. And so as we're traveling along together, um, there's, a, there's an element of care and concern. When you're with someone, you're usually also... Uh, uh, traveling the same road. You're heading in the same direction. You're, you're with, you can't really be with someone and going two different directions. Uh, another thing that we get, I think, is, uh, is encouragement. When the road gets difficult, especially, there's encouragement and spurring each other on. And, and when we're with someone, we can receive that encouragement. A lot of times, when, we, when, we, uh, when we're together with someone, we grow because of that relationship. Uh, we bounce ideas off of each other. We're, we're stretched and challenged in our, in, our, in our thinking. Maybe we think new ways or we see the world differently because of that relationship or those relationships that we have. When we're with someone, many times we, we grow and, uh, through, through, through challenge and, and dialogue and and I think on Joy Sunday, we can say that joy is heightened when it's shared. I mean, who wants to party by themselves, right? Uh, you introverts would probably want it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Intro- I, I love an introvert right here. But uh, now she's, she doesn't like that because I called her. No, I'm just kidding. Not only in, in looking at all that and looking at that uh, that that list that uh, uh, of those things that we get because of being with someone, I think we have to realize or recognize that 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 uh, that when God is with us, we experience all of those things with Him. He cares. He, he leads us. He helps us to grow. He challenges us and, and raises us to new heights. There's companionship with God himself. Uh, and his presence brings joy. Not only was Jesus born as Emmanuel, God with us, 2,000 years ago, but he is still with us. Literally, his last sentence to his disciples, as stated in the Gospel of Matthew, was this, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We are still living in that age. And so not only was God with us when he came as a baby in a manger, but he is with us still as his spirit lives and moves among us and within us. Emmanuel, God with us. Us. In Christianity, this is a, a bedrock, undisputed fact. If you believe the Bible, if you believe the story of Christmas and all that we celebrate this time of year, you must acknowledge Emmanuel. It is God with us, even this year. Uh, even if you don't feel like it, even if you're having trouble seeing evidence of it, God is with you, and we can celebrate that. God is with us. But... Are you with him? See, there's, a, there's another part to that, right? It's not that, that God has abandoned us and left us to contend with this world on our own. He hasn't left us. Many times it's that we have left him. In, in John 1, it says that, that he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. God is with you, are you with him? 
To be with God means that we're on the same page. We're heading in the same direction. Uh, th- again, think back to that, that walk with God in the cool of the day. Uh, the biggest thing that can keep us from being with God is the same thing that kept Adam and Eve from being with him. And, and that's just that little word, sin. When we disobey God, in essence, we're telling him that we don't want to be with him. Although he has made so much of an effort to to step across time and space and become Emmanuel for us when we choose to disobey him, when when, when you think you know best, you're not going in the same direction and, and, and you're hindering the relationship that God so desperately wants with you. The first step in getting back with God has to be repentance being sorry for sin and committing to follow God's leading in your life. The Christmas season many times is this warm, fuzzy, happy, oh, God is with us, God is with us. But do we do much soul searching at this time to make sure that we're with him, that we're walking in the same direction? Uh, What sins are you allowing in your life that are keeping you from being with God? But it's not just sin that can keep us from being with God. Sometimes, sometimes we just get distracted. Maybe at Christmas there are even more distractions than ever. Have you ever missed the Jesus part of Christmas because you were too busy with all of the events and the concerts and the gifts and the food and the, and the, and the, and the. Maybe in that way, maybe COVID is a gift this year. As things are canceled and gatherings are smaller, maybe the distractions are fewer and you can be reawakened to the true joys of the season. But it's not just Christmas, right? Uh, Distractions are everywhere keeping us from cultivating our relationship with God. I used to think that, uh, that as a church, our competition was uh, whatever church down the street, right? Or the other church across town. And those, the people might go there and not here. And so they're the competition. Uh, I, I learned years ago that, that they're not the competition. The competition is Netflix. Or the big game. Or heading to the lake on a Sunday. Or... Your screens. Go ahead, get off Facebook now. It's it's time to tune back in. I'm just kidding. So many distractions. We could go on and on and on. So many things, anything. It's not necessarily sinful, right? Sin can certainly uh, uh, throw us off kilter and and keep us from experiencing the presence of God, that God is with us and and, uh, keep us from being with him. But but it's not necessarily just sinful things. It's just the things that that, that are keeping us from, from being with God, from being close to him, from aligning ourselves with him, that we just get distracted. God is with you. But before we celebrate that, we've got to make sure that we're with him. Sin and distractions might be keeping you from that relationship. Uh, But with God is where we find joy. The weary world rejoices because God is with us, because we can be with him. It's, It's a huge part of this rejoicing that we can have in this weary world. So, so so what can we do? How do we how do we live this uh life with God? I think there's, well, there's, there's a whole host of things, but to, to boil it down to just a couple today, recognize him. 
is, is huge. Recognize him and spend time with him. Uh, that's, that's what made all the difference in that middle school cafeteria, right? Your friends were there all along. You just need to recognize that they were there. You needed to see their face and, and, and recognize them. When we recognize that God is with us and we intentionally spend time with him, we get rid of the sin and distractions that would keep us from him. When in your day do you have set aside time for prayer? How are you serving people each day? When and how do you worship in your daily routines? Are you, are you intentionally spending time with other Christians who are themselves aligning, living, who themselves are living life with God? Are, are you investing in that life? Or are you distracted by so many things and God is an afterthought at best? Your relationship with God has to be the first, not the afterthought. Are, are you investing in scripture? That's a, a huge part. I mean, Jesus is God's living word. The Bible is God's written word. Uh, you will not know Jesus if you don't know the Bible. Someone once said, our intimacy with Jesus is no greater than our knowledge of the scriptures that reveal him to us. If this is the only time that you're cracking open the Bible, well, maybe you're not even. You're just reading it off the screen. If, 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 if This can't be the only time that you're spending time in scripture. Invest in that relationship with God. Time for prayer, time for, for others who are going to, to help you to grow, time for, for scripture and learning and, 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 and finding out what it is that God would have you to do, how he would want you. How are we going to experience God with us? It's by living life with him. God is with you. Recognize him and choose to be with him. And when I, one other thing that I think comes right on the heels of that, and that is to remind other people that God is with them too. What a, what a joy we have at this uh, Christmas season uh, that, that maybe it's a little easier than at other times, that we can uh, recognize and herald the truth that God is with us. Uh, many times just, just remembering that God is there and that he cares can make all the difference in someone's world. So as you live life with God, you will have countless opportunities to remind the people around you that he is not only with you, but he is with them. And actually, since you are living life with God, you'll be taking his presence wherever you go, and you're bringing his light and his love into their lives. And so you are encouraging them to recognize his presence as well. To quote a phrase that I've heard a couple of times, maybe you've heard it too, it's it's all about loving people to life. Even at Christmas, we can do that. We are bringing God's presence with us into the world where we live, and other people can experience him through us. As we live life with God, we help them to connect with him as well. We do not have to walk through this life alone. God is with us even in 2020, especially in 2020. He is with you. Are you with him? So recognize him. Spend time with him. And then remind the other people in your life that God is with them too. It's exactly what this weary world needs. And in that, in that, we can rejoice. 